Hello Pablo and welcome to the Three Way Quizzo Pub Quiz Podcast. A piss poor approximation of a proper British pub quiz. Hello Pablo, hello everybody else. Welcome to the Three Way Quizzo Podcast for the week of Sunday, June the 3rd. 21 two. Hello, everybody. Like I said, welcome. And if you have not played before, let me set you straight. This is going to be a game, a British pub quiz based game that you can play along with at home if you want to. You can even compete against other people if you want to. In that case, this is going to be a written quiz. All right. I'm going to read you questions, three rounds of questions, 10 regular questions each round. And at the end of round one, I'll reveal the answers. At the end of round two, I'll reveal those answers. And at the end of round three, I'll reveal the round three answers. If you're playing against somebody else, whoever has the highest score at the end of the game will be the winner. I declare it. Oh, let's see. Now, there's a couple very important things about this game. First of all, like I said, this is designed to be a written quiz. So if you are playing against somebody else, don't shout the answers out. You will simply be helping them get a better score. Also, uh, let's see, there's something very important. It's called a joker. It's like a blind double. When you joker around, all of the regular points that you got right, they double in value. So if you get seven right on your joker round, that turns into 14 points. If you get eight right and you joker, those will turn into 16 points. Now, there are a few very important rules about the joker that you should keep in mind. First of all, you only get to use your joker on one of your three rounds, okay? So just on round one, just on round two, or just on round three. Second of all, you do have to choose to use the joker before you hear any of the answers. As I said previously, it's supposed to be like a blind double. You can't know the answers before you decide to use it. And most importantly, only your 10 regular points can double on the joker. Bonus points or extra credit points, they never double on a joker, all right? Just your 10 regular points do. What else? Uh, spelling is not all that important in this game. You will not lose points simply for misspelling an answer, unless, of course, the question was to correctly spell something. Same thing goes for full names, unless I say otherwise. A full name is not necessary. Just a first name or just a last name is good enough, unless I say otherwise. Um... Typically, the team limit is six people per team, but since you're doing this on your own, do as you see fit. Also, uh, that being said, there is no cheating. Please don't cheat. Why would you cheat? I mean, you can cheat, but where is the fun in that? Especially if you're playing against somebody else. Don't be a dickhead. Don't cheat. What else? Believe it or not, someone with pipes this good uh, is actually just a mere mortal. So that means I make mistakes. I screw up all the time. If you think that I screwed up the answer to a question or uh, didn't include an answer that's correct, certainly feel free to overrule me. You should uh, never take my word as the word of gods. Although, again, the pipes. Are you kidding me? Um, however, if you do think that I screwed up and you think you're smarter than me, please, please lord it over me. Email me. Help make the show better. You can email me. The address is threewayquizzo at gmail.com. That's the numeral three and then a W-A-Y-Q-U-I zzo at gmail.com three-way quizzo and finally this is a drinking person's game whether it's the hard stuff the soft stuff or something in between isn't it great that we have access to beverages not even clean water that's great in and of itself but actual beverages that's awesome so uh to life being 
better than it had to be. Uh, I say here is to you guys and whatever you say, whether it's cheers, slensha, prost, chin chin, l'chaim, whatever. Uh, let's just say it. Cheers, everybody. Here is to you. All right, and with that boilerplate out of the way, let's get started with our game. Round number one. Question number one. Round one. Question one is about the song Take Me Home, Country Roads. That's the John Denver song, Take Me Home, Country Roads. In the lyrics to that song, there are three different proper nouns that get mentioned. Name one of the proper nouns, you get a point. Name two of the proper nouns, you get a point of extra credit. And if you can guess all three proper nouns, you'll get two points of extra credit. And remember, a proper noun can be more than one word long. For instance, President Barack Obama, three words, that's one proper noun, all right? So in the lyrics to the song, Take Me Home Country Roads, there are three proper nouns. Name one of them, you get the point. If two of the things you write down are actually proper nouns in that song, you get a point of extra credit. And if you can name all three proper nouns in the lyrics to the song, Take Me Home, Country Roads, you'll get two points of extra credit. Question number two, question number two, The Travels of Marco Polo. Turns out that book might not be 100% accurate. Also, turns out Marco Polo didn't write it. God damn it. But anyway, if that book is to be believed, Marco Polo was an important advisor to the court of which empire? And the name of this empire is also the name of the ethnic group that controlled the empire. So if the travels of Marco Polo is correct, then Marco Polo was an important advisor to what empire? Question number three, question number three, osteoblasts, osteoclasts, and osteocytes. They're all cells of the body, right? So all of them begin with the same prefix, osteo, which is O-S, like Samuel, T-E-O osteoblasts, that's osteo-B, like Barry, L-A-S-T, osteoclasts, that's osteo-C, like Charlie, L-A-S-T, and osteocyte, that's osteo plus C, like Charlie, Y-T-E, osteoblasts, osteoclasts, and osteocytes are all cells that you would find in what organ? So name the type of organ in which you would find osteoblasts, osteoclasts, and osteocytes. And please be specific. Question number four. Question four. The word avant-garde. Avant-garde is a French term that entered English directly. It's a cognate. It also exists in English as a word, avant-garde. But that French term, avant-garde, actually turned into another English word as well. Which other English word comes from avant-garde? So the English word avant-garde comes from the French term avant-garde, but so does another English word. What other English word is that? 
Question five. Question five. Uh, the author Robert Bly. That's Robert, standard spelling of Robert Bly. B, like baby, L-Y. Robert Bly, author of the book Iron John, has been a very influential uh, person in a self-help movement. That self-help movement was aimed at what group of people? Robert Bly, B-L-Y, uh, wrote the book Iron John, which was a seminal work in a self-help movement, a self-help movement that was aimed at what group? Question number six, question six. There's a clothing pattern. And by clothing pattern, I don't mean like a cutout for a dress that you would then make. I'm talking about more about like a motif, different colors and shapes, right? Like plaid is a clothing pattern. Um, what clothing pattern is made up of differently colored, often overlapping diamonds, and was actually based on a plaid? It's based on the tartan of Clan Campbell from Scotland. What clothing pattern, often made of different colored and or overlapping diamonds, is based on the plaid tartan of Clan Campbell? Question number seven, question number seven, William Penn. William Penn, the founder of Pennsylvania, has a statue of himself up on Philadelphia City Hall. It overlooks the city. Um, he's actually facing Penn Treaty Park, where he famously signed a treaty with some Native American tribes. What direction, what ordinal direction does the statue of William Penn face? So I'm looking for the closest ordinal direction to the direction that William Penn is facing. Ordinal directions are the ones that are made up of two of the primary directions. So like southeast or southwest or northeast or northwest. One of those four. Which of those is closest to the direction that the statue of William Penn atop Philadelphia City Hall faces? Question number eight. Question number eight. Who was the first actor to be nominated for a Best Actor Oscar posthumously? So, who was the first person ever to be nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actor after his death? Question number nine, question number nine. Uh, what term from the book of Revelation, you know, the creepy one, uh, what term from the book of Revelation was applied to Notre Dame's backfield when their football backfield consisted of Jim Crowley, Elmer Layden, Don Miller, and Harry Stuldrayan? So there is a term from the book of Revelation that became the nickname for Notre Dame's backfield when the backfield consisted of Jim Crowley, Elmer Layden, Don Miller, and Harry Stuldrayan. What nickname from the book of Revelation is that? 
And question number 10, round number one, question number 10, what U.S. capital city, this is a city that is a capital of a U.S. state, what U.S. capital city was named after a French city as a way of showing gratitude to France because of their support during the American independence movement? So... What U.S. capital city, this is a capital of a U.S. state, one of the 50. What U.S. capital city was named after a French city as a way of saying thank you, France, for their help during the War of Independence. All right, so let's go through these questions one final time in case you missed one or maybe you just like hearing them round number one question number one take me home country roads there are three different proper nouns that are mentioned in the lyrics to that song name one of them you get a point name two of them you get a point of extra credit and if you can name all three proper nouns you'll get two points of extra credit oh and i forgot to add one of them is a u.s state one of them is a river and one of them is a mountain range, okay? Sorry. So one of the proper nouns is a state, one of the proper nouns is a mountain range, and one of the proper nouns is a river. If you name just one of them, you get a point. If you name two of them, you get a point of extra credit, and if you know all three, write them down. If you're right, you'll get two points of extra credit. Question number two, according to the travels of Marco Polo, Marco Polo joined the court of which empire? He was an advisor to the court of which empire? And this empire was also the name of the group of people, the ethnic group that controlled the empire. What is that? Question number three, osteoblasts, osteoclasts, and osteocytes. They're all found in what human organ? Name a human organ that contains all of them. Question number four, avant-garde. That French term entered English as a cognate. That's where we got the word avant-garde. But it's also where we got one other word. Which other English word comes from the French term avant-garde? Question number five. The author Robert Bly is probably best known for the work Iron John, which is a seminal book in a self-help movement aimed at what group of people? Question number six, what clothing pattern made of differently colored, often overlapping diamonds is based on the plaid tartan of Clan Campbell from Scotland? Question number seven, which ordinal direction, that's either northeast, northwest, southeast, or southwest, which ordinal direction does the statue of William Penn atop City Hall face? And I said that the statue faces Penn Treaty Park. What ordinal direction is that? Question number eight. Who was the first actor to get a Best Actor nomination at the Oscars after his death? Question number nine. Jim Crowley, Elmer Layden, Don Miller, and Harry Stuldrayan were members of Notre Dame's football team when they comprised the backfield what was the nickname for the backfield that came from the book of Revelation? And question number 10, which U.S. capital city, this is a capital of a U.S. state, got its name after a French city as a way of showing France appreciation for their help during the American War of Independence? All right, so that's it for round number one.
not so bad, right? Right. So um, remember what I said to deal with the Joker. If you feel really confident about round number one, you might want to consider Jokering. It makes all of your regular points double. But remember, bonus points don't double. And if you use it on round number one, you don't get to use it for round two or round three. So that said, I'm going to leave you be. If you need some time and you don't want to hear the answers yet, press pause. And unpause the answers to round number one. Round number one, question number one. Take me home, country road, to the place where I belong, West Virginia, mountain mama, and then the rest. So West Virginia is one of them. Uh, that's the state, West Virginia. Uh, also, crazy thing is, the song was not written about West Virginia. It was written about Maryland. Even crazier, well, Shenandoah has a lot more to do with just plain old Virginia. And that is the river that was mentioned, Shenandoah. And also the Blue Ridge Mountains, probably more famous for Virginia. But nevertheless, those are the three proper nouns. So if you put down just West Virginia or Shenandoah, or Blue Ridge Mountains, give yourself the point. If you put down two of them, you get a point of extra credit. And if you got all three right, you get two points of extra credit. Question number two, according to the travels of Marco Polo, if it is to be believed, which some say it should not be, uh, Marco Polo joined the court of which empire? Before we proceed here, I just want to point out that Marco Polo did not introduce pasta to Europe. Apparently pasta is old as shit. How many more lies are you filled with, Marco Polo? Um, but anyway, he joined the court of the Yuan Dynasty or the Mongol Empire. So Yuan Dynasty or the Mongol Empire. Question number three, osteoblasts, osteoclasts, and osteocytes. They are all found in bone. Bone. Any bone will do. And yes, bone is an organ. Question number four, avant-garde, that gave us the English word avant-garde. It also gave us the English word vanguard, vanguard, like the vanguard of the Communist Party, vanguard. Question number five, the author Robert Bly, who wrote Iron John, that was a seminal, emphasis on seminal work in the self-help movement aimed at men, the mythopoetic men's movement, basically we all have to deal with shitty words like man cave because of Robert Bly. Uh, that was the movement where people would go out in the woods and uh, men would go out in the woods and put war paint on and cry. Question number six, the clothing pattern that is made of different colored, often overlapping diamonds. They're also called lozenges, which is weird. Um, anyway, this pattern is based on the tartan of Clan Campbell, Scotland's clan Campbell. That is where we get Argyle. Argyle. Question number seven. The statue of William Penn atop Philadelphia City Hall is facing Penn Treaty Park. And also, from certain directions, it really does look like he's peeing on the city. Fittingly enough, it looks like he's taking a piss all over northeast Philly. So it faces northeast. Northeast. Question number seven. Nope. Question number eight, the first actor to be nominated for a Best Actor after his death. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger got a nomination for Best Supporting Actor, which is kind of a crime. But anyway, worse things have happened. Um, also, let's see. Uh, I think the most recent nominee is the star of Il Postino. Uh, before that, you had Peter Finch. 
great performance in the film Network, but the very first actor to be nominated for Best Actor after his death, he was nominated twice after his death because he was that good. It's James Dean. James Dean. Question number nine. Jim Crowley, Elmer Layden, Don Miller, and Harry Stuldrayan. You might not know them by those names, but you also might not know them as the Four Horsemen. The Four Horsemen. And question number 10, the U.S. capital city that was named after a French city because of France's support during the revolution. Basically, we were saying, thank you, France. It's not Des Moines. Des Moines or Des Moines uh, is named after a river. It's not New Orleans because that's not the capital of Louisiana. Baton Rouge is the capital of Louisiana. But that town got its name because someone put a stick in a river and the stick came out red or something like that. Baton Rouge just means red stick. No, this is Montpellier. Montpellier, the capital of Vermont. Montpellier. All right. So that's it for that round. Let's tally up scores, do what needs to be done. If you need to get a beer, go get a beer. Uh, but hurry up, because we're going to begin round number two right now. Round number two, question number one. Round two, question number one. If you make a hybrid, if you cross these two different species, you've got Equus cabalis, that's Equus E-Q-U-U-S, like Samuel. New word cabalis, C-A-B, like a taxi cab, A-L-L-U-S, Equus cabalis. And if you hybridize that with an Equus Asinus, that's equus, same spelling, E-Q-U-U-S. Asinus, A-S, like Samuel, I-N, like Nancy, U-S. If you hybridize those two species together, give me the name for the animal that can result. And I don't need a scientific name, uh, just the regular English name is fine. So for the point, if you mix an equus cabalus and an equus asinus, what is the name of the hybrid you can get as a result? For a point of extra credit, what is the other hybrid you could get as a result? Question number two. Question number two. Fark. Fark. That's F-A-R-C. As in failed again, rice cake. Fark. F-A-R-C is a revolutionary guerrilla group that was founded in 1964 in what country? Fark. The revolutionary guerrilla group was founded in what country in 1964? Question number three. Question three. If one just had an epicanthoplasty performed, one just had surgery on which part of the body? And please be as specific as you can. The more specific, the better. And there is a cutoff. I'll tell you when I tell you the answer, so just be as specific as you can. An epicanthoplasty, that's E, P, like Peter, I, C, like Charlie, A, N, like Nancy, T, H, O, and then plasty. Epicanthoplasty is surgery that is performed on what specific part of the body?
question number four. Question number four, the Sable. The Sable, that is a model of car, of automobile. The Sable, that was put out by what make? So I need the make of the car. I'll give you the model. The model is the Sable. What make put out the Sable? Question five, question number five, what exclamation, which exclamation comes from French where it means behold, or very literally it means see there. What English exclamation is that? It comes from the French language where it means behold, or quite literally see there. What is that? What exclamation? Question six. Question number six is about what is, in my opinion, one of the shittier commercial taglines in human history. Um, this one, I'm going to leave a word out. The word is repeated a couple times, uh, so I'll just say something. I need you to tell me what word is missing, all right? So the slogan was, I feel like something tonight, like something tonight. I feel like something tonight, like something tonight. That was a terrible, terrible slogan for a product. In fact, the name of the product um, is something tonight. So what something is that? What word did I leave out? Question number seven, question number seven. Uh, what company founded in 1968 in Montreal. Uh, it specializes in large format films, cameras, and projectors. And this is a name that you've all heard of before. This is not some obscure question. What company is that? It was founded in 1968 in Montreal, Canada, and it specializes in large format films, cameras, and projectors. What company is that? Question number eight, question number eight, the miracle in the Andes. The miracle in the Andes uh, is a particularly tragic episode. There was a plane, it was carrying a sports team. It crashed in the Andes and some members of the sports team had to eat other members of the sports team. For the point, tell me what sport was involved. What sport did that team compete in? And for a point of extra credit, from what country did that team hail? So the miracle in the Andes, for the point, just tell me what sport uh, many of those guys played. They were on a team. What sport did that team compete in? And for a point of extra credit, that team was based out of a country. What country? For a point of extra credit. Question number nine. Question number nine. The film In and Out. In and Out was... A bit controversial, not least of all because it featured a kiss between its two male leads. Um, name one of those male leads, you get the point. Name both male leads who shared an on-screen kiss in the film In and Out, and you get a point of extra credit. 
So just name one of the two male leads who kissed in the film In and Out, and you get the point. Name both of them, and you get a point of extra credit. And question number 10 is about something in common, something unusual that things have in common. Uh, a French dog named Tanya did it in 2005. An American chimpanzee named Travis did it in 2009. A character did it in the film Silence of the Lambs. And finally, a man named Rudy Eugene did it just last week. What is it? What unusual thing did all of those aforementioned individuals do? So a French dog named Tanya did it in 2005. An American chimp named Travis did it in 2009. A character in the film Silence of the Lambs did it. And finally, a guy named Rudy Eugene did it just last week. What is it? All right, and let's go through these questions, these beautiful, delicate questions. One last time. Round number two, question number one. If you cross an equus cabalus with an equus asinus, name one of the possible hybrids that can result. For a point of extra credit, name the other type of hybrid. Question number two, the revolutionary guerrilla group FARC was founded in 1964 in what country? Question number three, epicanthoplasty. Epicanthoplasty is a type of surgery that is performed on what specific part of the body? And please be specific. Question number four, what make of car put out the sable? S-A-B-L-E. It's like table, but it begins with the letter S, like Samuel. Which make of car put that out? Question number five, what English exclamation comes from French? where it means behold, or very literally, see there. Question number six, I feel like something tonight. Like something tonight. Fill in the blank. What something was someone feeling like tonight? Question number seven, founded in 1968, which Canadian company specializes in large format film, cameras, and projectors? Question number eight, the miracle in the Andes. Uh, that plane crashed that was carrying a sports team. What sport was involved? And for a point of extra credit, what country was that team based out of? Question number nine. There is a kiss in the film In and Out that was controversial because it was a kiss between the two male leads. Name one of those actors, you get a point. Name both of those actors, and you get a point of extra credit. And question number ten. A French dog named Tanya did it in 2005. An American chimpanzee named Travis did it in 2009. A character from the film Silence of the Lambs did it. And finally, a guy named Rudy Eugene did it just last week. What unusual thing is that? All right, so that's it for round number two. I hope you're feeling as good as I am. If you're not, remember, you can always joke around number three. But if you are, remember, only your ten regular points double on that joker, all right? Bonus points don't double. And if you need some peace and quiet to think and or you don't want to hear the answers to round number two yet, press pause. And unpause the answers to round number two. Round number two, question number one. 
if you cross an equus asinus and an equus cabalus. So if you cross a female equus cabalus with a male equus asinus, you get a mule. You're mixing a female horse and a male donkey. Uh, you get a mule. If you go the other way, if you have a male horse and a female donkey, then you get a hinny. And the crazy thing is, hinnies are sometimes fertile. So you could, in theory, cross a hinny and a donkey and make a honky. Question number two, FARC, the revolutionary guerrilla group that was founded in 1964, was founded in Colombia, Colombia. Question number three, an epicanthoplasty, that is surgery on your epicanthic fold, which is part of your face, is as specific as you need it to be, but uh, more specifically, it's your eye or eyelid. It's the inner corner of your eye, but face was good enough. However, if you put down a different part of the face, that's not worth shit. So if you put down like chin, no good. If you put down face, good. If you put down head, no good. If you put down eye, good. You get the picture. Question number four, the make of car that produced the sable that is the mercury sable, or I should say that was the mercury sable, they stopped making them. Question number five, the exclamation that comes from French for behold, or literally see there. And people say French is a beautiful language. I don't get it. Anyway, I kid you the French, I kid. It's just that your pronunciation rules are a little hard to follow. Case in point, Montpellier. Um, no, this word is voila, voila. And remember, even though spelling is not important, voila is not spelled like viola. It's V-O-I-L-A, but you didn't have to spell it right. Voila. Question number six. I feel like something tonight, like something tonight, was accompanied by stupid arm flapping motions. It's chicken. I feel like chicken tonight, like chicken tonight. Chicken. Question number seven, founded in 1968 in Montreal. Now they're based out of Ontario. Uh, this company specializes in large format films, cameras, and projectors. It's not Polaroid. It's not Kodak. It's not Panasonic or anything like that. It's IMAX. IMAX. Question number eight, the miracle in the Andes where a sports team's plane crashed and people had to eat other people. The sport that was involved was not soccer. It was rugby. Rugby. And for a point of extra credit, they that team hailed from Uruguay. Uruguay. So if you put down rugby, you got the point. And if you put down Uruguay, ah, you got a point of extra credit. Question number nine. The kiss in the film In and Out between the two male leads, the male lead of In and Out, is Kevin Klein, Kevin Klein, and for a point of extra credit, he gets kissed by an unmustachioed Tom Selleck. So if you put down just Kevin Klein or Tom Selleck, you got the point. If you put down both, you got a point of extra credit. Question number 10. A French dog named Tanya did it in 2005. An American chimp named Travis did it in 2009. Hannibal Lecter did it in The Silence of the Lambs, and... A naked man from Florida by the name of Rudy Eugene did it just last weekend. It is chew off a person's face. Chew off a person's face. Really, Florida? Really? Really? And now you can take your pick. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure. So either pick joke A 
boy, talk about getting shit-faced on Memorial Day weekend. And the other is, if he had lived, he would have been charged with public defacement. I'm just happy because my face is still on my body and works. All right, so that is it for that round. Tally up your scores, see how you do, and let's carry on with round number three. Now remember, if you did not use your Joker on round one or round two, it happens automatically on round three, okay? You can't lose it just because you forget to use it, but don't forget to use it because that will make things easier for everyone. Let's carry on with our third and final round, round number three. Round number three, question number one. Which actor, this actor, has provided the voices of several characters? Which actor provided the voice of Chance in Homeward Bound, Milo in Atlantis, The Lost Empire, and Stuart Little in the film Stuart Little? What actor provided the voices for all of those characters? Chance in Homeward Bound, Milo in Atlantis, The Lost Empire, and Stuart Little in the film Stuart Little. Which actor provided the voices for all of those characters? Question number two. Question number two. The song Rock and Roll, part two. Uh, you've heard it before, probably. It's the one that goes, hey, that one. Uh, rock and Roll, Parts 1 and 2, they were big hits for which glam rocker and serial sex offender? Rock and Roll, Parts 1 and 2, those were hit songs for which glam rocker and serial sex offender? And the really, really bad kind of serial sex offender, which glam rocker is that? Question number three. Question number three. In what state was the television show Friday Night Lights set in? So for the point, just name the state that the TV show Friday Night Lights was primarily set in. For a point of extra credit, what was the name of the city or town? So for the point, tell me in what state the TV show Friday Night Lights was supposed to be in. And for a point of extra credit, in what city or town? Question number four. Question number four. Baby teeth. We all had them. Hopefully. And we all lost them. Also, hopefully. Um, baby teeth. What is the full complement of baby teeth? How many teeth is that? So, right, like, if you saved every single baby tooth you had and dropped it in a jar and you are the average person, how many teeth would be in that jar? Baby teeth. How many? Give me a number, please. Question number five. Question number five. Anatoday. Anatoday. That's A-N, like Nancy. A-T, like Thomas. I-D, like Dexter. A-E, Anatidae, is a family of birds. There are only three types left. So I'm not talking about types of Anatidae that have gone extinct. I'm talking about the three extant branches of the family Anatidae. One of those branches is the duck. 
right? Ducks are all members of the family Anatidae. So are two other types of birds. Which other two? Name one of them and you get a point. Name both and you get a point of extra credit. So Anatidae is a family of birds. Of the three remaining types of Anatidae left, one of them is the duck. What are the other two types? If you get one of them, you get a point. If you get all two of them, you get a point of extra credit. Question number six. Question number six. Ilya Brizhgalov is famous for playing a sport. Which sport? And for a point of extra credit, which position? Ilya, that's I-L-Y-A, standard spelling of Ilya, last name Brizhgalov, that's B like Barry, R, Y-Z, like the last two letters of the alphabet, G like Gary, A-L-O-V, like Victor, Ilya Brizhgalov is famous for playing what sport, and for a point of extra credit, for playing what position? Question seven, question number seven, which food? This is about food, something that you put in your mouth that is not a drink or gum or your toothbrush. Uh, which food was named after the second most populous city in Germany? Which food was named after the second most populous city in the country Germany? Which food is that? Question number eight, question number eight, PFC, PFC is the name of an auction house based in the Channel Islands, the beautiful Channel Islands. Anyway, this uh, PFC, they recently announced they were canceling a planned auction of Ronald Reagan's what? And if you don't know the answer, please, please guess. PFC, an auction house based in the Channel Islands, announced that they have canceled the planned auction of Ronald Reagan's what? Question number nine. Question number nine. What T word? This is a word that begins with the letter T, as in Mr. T. Uh, what T word is the name of the antibacterial chemical? It is very widespread nowadays. Um, it goes by... Trademarks like Microban and Ultra Fresh, um, and it's impregnated into things like soaps, toothpastes, toys, kitchen utensils, etc. Um, it begins with the letter T, and it also turns out that it is a hormone disruptor and turns into deadly poison in the presence of water and sunlight. What T word is that? It's an antibacterial chemical that is used widely in things like soaps, toothpastes, toys, kitchen utensils, all kinds of stuff. It's sometimes sold under the trade name Microban or Ultra Fresh, among other names. And finally, it's a hormone disruptor and makes deadly toxins when exposed to water and sunlight. Which T word is that? And question number 10, round number three, question number 10, the second to last question of the game. And shit, this flew by.
have some relatives from Australia in. I've been trying not to curse, so I apologize if I have not been cursing to your satisfaction. Shit, fuck, shit, fuck, shit. Question number 10. What unusual distinction is shared by Mike Mignola? That's Mike, and then M, like Mike, I-G, like Gary, N, like Nancy, O-L-A, Mike Mignola, Brian K. Vaughn, that's V, like Victor, A-U-G-H-A-N, Jack Kirby, that's K-I-R-B-Y, Art Spiegelman, that's Art, as in I know what I like, and Spiegelman, S-P-I-E-G-E-L-M-A-N, and Ralph Macchio, M, like Mary, A-C-C-H-I-O. Mike Mignola, Brian K. Vaughn, Jack Kirby, Art Spiegelman, and Ralph Macchio have an unusual distinction that's true of them, but not true of most other people. It has something to do with their job. It's a shared profession, in fact. What is it? All right, let's go through all of these questions, which are like particles of dust in the wind. Round number three, question number one. What actor has provided the voices of Chance in Homeward Bound, Milo in Atlantis, The Lost Empire, and Stuart Little in the film Stuart Little? Which actor is that? Question number two, rock and roll parts one and two. They were a big hit for which glam rocker and serial sex offender? Question number three, in which state was the TV show Friday Night Lights primarily set? And for a point of extra credit, what city or town? Question number four, how many is a full complement of baby teeth? Like all the baby teeth you got in your life, how many of them did you get, assuming you are an average person? Question number five, Anatidae is a family of birds. There are only three major branches still remaining. One of them is the duck. What are the other two? Get one for the point and get both for a point of extra credit. Question number six, Ilya Brizhgalov is famous for having played what sport? For a point of extra credit, what position? Question number seven, name the food that was named after the second most populous city in Germany. Question number eight, an auction house named PFC, based in the Channel Islands, just announced they are canceling the sale of Ronald Reagan's what? Question number nine, give me the T word. It begins with the letter T, as in terrible. Uh, it's the antibacterial chemical that is used all over the place in soaps, toothpastes, toys, kitchen utensils, hell, even pencils. It's also a hormone disruptor and turns into poison. When exposed to air and water, what T-word is that? And question number 10, what unusual distinction that has something to do with a shared profession is true of Mike Mignola, Brian K. Vaughn, Jack Kirby, Art Spiegelman, and Ralph Macchio. All right, now is when you gotta do it to it. Get it done, son. And if you don't want to hear me making rhymes anymore, I suggest that you press pause. For sure. And unpause the answers to our third and final round. Round number three. Question number one. The actor who provided the voices of Milo in Atlantis, The Lost Empire. 
chance in homeward bound and its sequel homeward bound too as well as the title character in stuart little that is michael j fox michael j fox although his parkinson's has made it so that he doesn't appear on screen a lot he still does voiceover work michael j fox Question number two, Rock and Roll Parts 1 and 2. They were a big hit for the glam rocker slash serial uh, sex offender. And like I said, the bad kind. Terrible uh, child victimizer, Gary Glitter. Gary Glitter. Question number three, the state that Friday Night Lights is primarily set in is Texas, the great state of Texas, where the stars at night are big and bright. And for a point of extra credit, the city or town that the TV show is primarily set in is Dillon, Dillon, Texas. Question number four, baby teeth. How many baby teeth do you get in your life if you are an average person? As an adult, you get 32 adult teeth, but as a child, you get 20, 20 deciduous teeth, five in each segment. Question number four, question number five, Anatidae. Anatidae is a family of birds. Like I said, one of the three remaining types is the duck. You've also got the duck, the duck, and the goose. And finally, sorry for that shitty joke, um, you've also got swans. So if you put down just geese or just swans, give yourself a point. If you put down both a goose and a swan, give yourself a point of extra credit. Question number six, Ilya Brizgalov is famous for playing hockey. He is an ice hockey player, although just plain old hockey is good enough for me. And also his position, for a point of extra credit, he is a goaltender or a goalie. So hockey and goalie. Question number seven, the food that's named after the second most populous city in Germany. It's not the Frankfurter or the Salisbury steak. I don't even think Salisbury is in Germany. No, it's the hamburger sandwich. The hamburger. Question number eight, uh, PFC, the auction house based in the Channel Islands, just announced that they were canceling the sale of Ronald Reagan's what? It's not his face-eating monkey it's not his hair, and it's not his penis. I think Nancy took that many years ago. It is his blood, his blood, blood. Question number nine, the T word, that is the name of the antibacterial chemical that is widespread, it's all over the place. Hell, they even find it in breast milk nowadays. And I told you, it's a potent hormone disruptor. It's good that they're putting that on baby toys. And when it comes in contact with water and sunlight, can form the deadly poison dioxin. It's triclosan, triclosan. And question number 10, the unusual distinction that is shared by Mike Mignola, Brian K. Vaughn, Jack Kirby, Art Spiegelman, and Ralph Macchio. They're all comic writers, comic writers. They all uh, wrote comics or graphic novels. Mike Mignola is probably best known for Hellboy. Brian K. Vaughn did things such as Why the Last Man. Jack Kirby worked hand-in-hand -hand with Stan Lee. Art Spiegelman did the groundbreaking mouse and Ralph Macchio. No, not that Ralph Macchio. A different Ralph Macchio used to work for Marvel and is probably best known for his work with Daredevil. So if you put down comic artists, that's okay because really writers are artists too. Um, but yeah, just as long as you put down something about comics, I tended to give that a green light. So there we go. That's the end of the game. I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, but wait, there's one more question. We have a tiebreaker question, just in case there's a tie out there. Actually, tally up your scores. And if we do have a tie, here is the tiebreaker. 
and the way it works. I'm going to ask a question that has a numerical answer. And whatever team comes closer, you can go over or under, high or low. It doesn't matter. Whatever team is closest will win the game. Now, in the event that we have a secondary tie, right, in the special situation whereby one team is over by a certain amount, and the other team is under by that same exact amount. In that special situation, showcase showdown rules kick in, and the game will go to the lower guess. All right, so you can go high or low, it usually doesn't matter, but if there's a secondary tie, it'll go to the lower guess, and you'll have at least 30 seconds to come up with an answer. The question has to do with a Philadelphian by the name of Mike Powell. Mike Powell holds the world record, and he has for many years, for long jump. That's the one where someone just runs and then jumps. They don't have any sticks or anything. When Mike Powell set that long jump record, how far did he jump? You can answer in meters or in uh, feet, but please just make sure both teams are using the same units, okay? So Mike Powell, who holds the world record for longest long jump. How long was that long jump? You can answer in meters or in feet, but please make sure both teams are using the same units. All right, so you have until I'm done with my credits, and then I'll reveal the answer. So thank you guys for listening all the way through this. That's great, or at least for skipping forward until this part. Thank you. Um, shoot me some feedback, drop me a line, say hello, maybe even complain, because that is what the internet seems to be mainly based on. Um, my email address is 3waycuizzo, 3waycuizzo at gmail.com. That is the numeral 3, W-A-Y-Q-U-I-Z-Z-O at gmail.com. Also, I'd like to thank Steve at New Music Transmission for the intro. Thank you again, Steve. Very meaningful to me. And goodbye, Australian relatives. Goodbye. I think that's more than enough time for our tiebreaker guessing, so put your pencils down. And the correct answer, Mike Powell set the long jump record. How far did he jump? And this is like gadzooks. Oh, my God. Really? He jumped 8.95 meters or 29 feet, 4.5 inches. Yikes. 8.95 meters. That's just under 9 meters or just under 30 feet. That's 29 feet. 4.5 inches. I have trouble running for 29 feet, let alone jumping. But anyway, he's an athlete. And thank God I'm not. Uh, okay, guys, thanks for listening. And however you got here, get home safe. And I will talk to you next week. Later. <laughs>